We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hey everyone, I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi everyone. And he's Grogu. Grogu, it is so good to see you, buddy. Yep. He and says it's good are, to see you, too. And we are on the road with Mickey. This is episode 140 for October 3rd, 2022. And this week, we are talking about those special people in our lives that brought us to Disney and brought us together and gave us our love for Disney. So it's a long title. And uh, I'm not sure if my show title does justice to it, but that's what we're talking about. The people that that we've met and known and love and and, and even in some ways lost. Um, but but that that all of us joined together for our love of Disney. So and we are those people and we are those people. Mike yeah, and, and I, Mike and I and Sophie and I are those people. Right. I mean, we. We're the ones that are passing it down to the next generation and so forth. And so so I think it's going to be a great topic. And we have a lot, I mean, a lot of listener feedback. But first, we are going to do some cheddar from the big cheese. And Brenda, you start us off, honey. Okay. Well, we're, we're celebrating a comeback today. Yes, we are. So starting on January 4th at Hollywood Studios and January 9th at the Magic Kingdom, Disney After Hours events are returning, finally. Yeah. These are the specially ticketed events that allow you to enjoy the WDW theme parks for an extra three hours with snacks and treats included in the price and lower crowds for catching all your favorite attractions. Yeah. That. Oh wow! We've been waiting for this one because boy, sure. they've been really dragging their feet. Yeah, but and people have been like, "When are they coming back? When are they coming back?" Yeah. And now we'll be able to soon. We'll be able to start purchasing them for them. So yeah, people like that private time at the parks where it's lower crowds. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Exactly. Yep. Well. I have some big news regarding the Candlelight Processional. Nice. And the lineup for the narrators of this event have been released. There are still a few days that are to be determined, but I can tell you that for December 3rd, that's the day that my dad and I are going to be there watching it. It's going to be the one, the only, Whoopi Goldberg as our narrator. As our narrator for the candlelight processional. Yeah. And I'm excited. We've never seen yeah. it. We've never, never seen it. And we are excited to. I'm to excited see. for you. I mean, gosh, it's just going to be so much fun. It's just going to be so much fun. We've got our whole trip planned out. My sister is joining us, Brenda. Yay. And so she's never been during that time. So we're staying at Riverside. We're going to the Christmas party on the second. We're going to Epcot on the third. Yay. We're gonna do uh probably gonna do a um candlelight processional dining plan, you know, dinner and get preferred seating. And I just and I'm just gonna miss you because I'm gonna be at Mickey's very Merry Christmas party on the fourth. So yeah. I'm just gonna have missed you yeah. guys. We're flying in the third, so I just wanna try to do it the third. So yeah. Yep. I understand, but Y'all are going to have a blast. We are going to have a blast. And we'll be talking about it all the way until February of next year. At least. Yep. Uh At least. At least. (laughs) That'd be great. Yay. Well, just to make sure, um, we are recording this on September 28th, and it'll be released on October 3rd, of course. But um, so we are... Right smack dab in the middle of all the Hurricane Ian um, buildup. And so Brenda, Sophie, myself, Grogu, we all want you all to know that our thoughts and prayers are with all of you that are in the path of Hurricane Ian. 
and we are recording obviously prior to the arrival of hurricane but the release date is after is set to move through so just know we are praying for all of you for safety low property damage and safe travels if you're moving somewhere else for the storm so just stay safe everybody it's it's not anything to 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 joke off it's it's a serious business so just be safe okay yes be careful yeah so that is our cheddar from the big cheese and i am going to um kind of introduce us a little bit because our feature topic is the ways that disney brought us together um you know who who was our first person that that brought us to disney that gave us that bug that gave us the love and and how have we passed it along you know so um (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who don't know i was pointing at daddy because (laughs) (laughs) so so i guess do you want me to start or do one of you guys want to start first yeah i'm happy for you to start daddy go ahead well my first trip to Walt Disney World was in 1979. My grandparents, my grandma um, Edna and my grandpa Hank, um, which I never called them that. They were always just grandma and grandpa. But they were my mom's parents. They retired to Florida in 1978 in October. So 1979 was our first trip to Florida. And um, my dad ran his own business, so he was at home working but my sister and my mom and I flew down to visit with them and they took us to Disney and we went to the magic kingdom and it was, it was so incredible. I don't remember. I don't remember hardly anything about what rides I rode. I remembered that I had to have a book of tickets, you know, the E tickets, the B, A, B, C, D and all that. Um, I remember we paid to get in. And then you had to, your tickets you used for which rides you wanted to ride. I don't remember any of the rides I rode. None. Oh, my gosh. You remember the ticket book but no rides? What, mo- what month were you there in 1979, by the way? Uh, I, I, it was during the summer, so I would say probably okay. June. Because my first trip was also 79, and I was getting to thinking, I wonder if we were right next to each other somewhere. But that no. have been crazy? But what Sister I do from remember, another indeed. what I do remember, I remember we drove up and back then it was just the magic kingdom. Yep. So world drive was like five miles from I four to, to where you get to park. And it felt like you had left Florida and you were driving into some new world, you know, and we parked and we got on the monorail and we saw, we went around the monorail and I saw that castle in the distance. I saw Cinderella Castle and I was like, wow. You know, first of all, it's a futuristic kind of train ride. And then you see the castle and then you you get and you go underneath the train tracks. And the, the first thing you're in, you're in town square and you see it's like a, you're in a whole new world. Florida, what is Florida? Florida doesn't exist anymore. You know, you're in Walt Disney World, and that Main Street USA is the absolute thing I remember most about how we left Florida and we entered Walt Disney World, and it was just like like we had transformed to a different, totally different world, you know. And that's obviously was their idea, (laughs) but my grandparents were the first ones, and so, um, so we went the first time we went. Um, was for one day at the Magic Kingdom, and then we went to SeaWorld for a day, and then we went over to Cape Canaveral to see the space. Oh, nice. And, and that was a, like a long three, four-day trip. Um, then in 1983, um, my grandparents took me back with some of their friends and their grandson, and we went to Epcot. Nice. So it was the first summer it had opened, because it opened October 82. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I was old enough and and my buddy Chris who was their their friend's grandson, he was old enough too. We were able to go do stuff on our own without the grandparents around. So that Fun. was the time. And um and that was really neat, you know. 
So, so I got to see both of those within a matter of a few years. So, but it all started because my grandparents took me to Disney. God bless them. Yep. Yeah. I love Nana and Poppy. And that's what I call them. They're Nana and Poppy to me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, after that, it was about introducing family, you know, like introducing that girl, introducing Cindy (laughs) before that girl even existed, you know, taking Cindy. And we went for a couple of days she had never been. So it's, it's just really neat how you're able to to just share your heart with someone else yeah yeah exactly and you're able to to pass it forward you know so so i'll stop for now and i'll let someone else i like it i like that a lot and brenda am i going or are you going now go right ahead me all right well picking up with daddy left off because he kind of alluded to me yeah (laughs) A little bit. Of course, you already know exactly who introduced me to Disney, and that honor and credit goes to my daddy, of course. But here's the thing. The way I look at it, I was not introduced to Disney. I was born into it. Exactly. It's something that has been there since daddy was right, since before I existed. And I actually remember a story that my mom told me. She was... He took her to Disney one time. I'm not sure if this was her first time or not, but it was when she was pregnant with me. I did not get born at Disney. Just so anyone is clear, I did not get born at Disney. This was still still very many months before I was due. But like I said, I was kind of born into it. And they didn't ride a lot of rides. My mom... Mm -hmm. I'm sure she would have loved to go on Big Thunder Mountain, but it just was not in the cards because obviously she was pregnant. So they just sort of ate their way throughout the parks. And it's a small world. That's the biggest ride that she mentioned that she went on. And it was good. It was very good. There's a reason I like It's a Small World so much. And it's probably because I heard that very iconic, very catchy song a bunch of times (laughs) while I was in utero but even after I was born I didn't go to Disney until I was like four years old and daddy the fact that you don't remember your first Disney trip and you would have been 11 is it Mm -hmm. yeah 11 that makes me feel a whole lot better because I do not remember anything at all from that trip except that I think Mima went with us no she didn't no, that, that was the year trip, after it, though. That was the year after. The first trip was with Leanne and Riley and Sean and, and Landon, and we stayed with them at their timeshare. And we, ah. went to the, we went to the Magic Kingdom, and we went to Epcot. You guys had a breakfast at Akershus, mm-hmm. and, um, and I wasn't invited to that. It was a girl's <laughs> breakfast. And so I was just hanging out in World Showcase while – they were having breakfast and then afterwards the kids were like epcot's boring we want to go back to the magic kingdom so we bought hop we bought hopper to be able to go back to the magic kingdom for one day <laughs> mm, you can't blame me epcot is an adult's park yeah epcot is better for the older people and i also remember that the timeshare had this water park area that was themed like plants and flowers and stuff and there was this one fountain at it that was shaped like a mushroom and I really wanted to go under it but I didn't want to get my face wet yep yep yeah so that was my first trip then like we said the next trip which happened the year after was Mima and the next trip after that I was six for that one I don't remember who came with us we stayed at court yeah We stayed at Coronado Springs for the second trip. I don't know where we stayed for the third. French Quarter? No, Coronado. French Quarter came later. We stayed at Coronado two years in a row, and then we stayed at French Quarter two years in a row. Yeah, and it just became a pattern of every year, Sophie's birthday, we're going to Disney. And it was like that until 
daddy ended up losing his job, I think, and we couldn't really afford it. And then we met Aunt Sheila and Uncle Randy and Jagan, and then became the trend of I would go across the country to Disneyland instead to stay with them. And it was fun. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm really, really thankful to them for letting me stay in their house with them for that many weeks because it was never just one week at a time yeah. when I was there. I'm pretty sure at one point they kept me for three weeks, was it? Something like that. It was a long time. They they said, come hang out with, with Jagan and have fun and just play, you know? Yeah, and it was wonderful, and I'm so thankful to them for that. I hope I was a good house guest. I'm sure you were. I'm sure too. Mm-hmm. So. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. And I have my daddy to thank for that and my mommy too, but mainly my daddy. Yeah. It was it was cool. You know, Good Sophie, job, Dad. Sophie talks <laughs> about being born into it and, and she's right. She was. Um before she was even born, we were Cindy and I were at the Disney store. And they were re-releasing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs on DVD. And if you bought the movie, you got four lithographs that you could put up of scenes from the movie. And so I bought the movie and we got the four lithographs free and we put them in Sophie's room and they're still in her room to this day. Um, I can put get a picture frames. of them and you can put them in the Facebook group. You guys will see what we're talking about. Very yeah. sweet. Yeah. So, so she really was born into Disney, and yeah, uh, and it was just it was just neat. It was a great way to to in, introduce her to all this, and and you know to develop that passion and that love for for it, and and it is just amazing because we're able to do things and make memories that we you know wouldn't make other times, you know. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they say this isn't the case, but I did a little bit of digging, and my mom says that the first movie that I went to see in the theaters, they were going to a movie in the theaters, Um, she says it was not Monsters, Inc., but when I look at the dates, I have a feeling that it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't Monsters, Inc. Um, I think it was... The Road to El, Rod El Dorado. Since when did that come out in theaters? I don't know. But you were a baby. You were in a carrier. And I'm like, come on, let's just go to a movie. And Sophie watched, and she was watching Steamboat Willie, um, the little intro, you know? Mm -hmm. and, um, and then the movie started, and she fell right asleep. Yeah, the thing <laughs> of it is, though, is that... So we didn't pay for her ticket. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is that if Steamboat Willie was there, The Road to El Dorado was a DreamWorks film. It wouldn't have had Steamboat Willie in well, front of it. it wasn't in that. I don't remember. I, I don't, don't know. Remember. But anyway. When you get older, you'll understand, Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. I still it, think it was Monsters, you, Inc. You made the date line out. I know it was not Monsters, Inc., though, Sophie. Do you know what month it was? Nope. But I know it was not Monsters, Inc. Because I never saw Monsters, Inc. in the theater. Ever. Oh, all right. All right. Definitely <laughs> not that then. We are so going to figure this Monsters out. <laughs> Point is, it was a Disney film of some sort. It had to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Brenda, that was you, great. You want to well, talk some? Sophie brought me back uh i wasn't even going to talk about this but she reminded me and so i'm going to say something i my first experience at disney was not at walt disney world it was at disneyland and i really? was eight and my mom my mom was a u.s customs officer and they had a big huge customs u.s customs conference in los angeles and so the family got to go we stayed at i think the beverly hills hotel which was fabulous it had a high dive high diving board and it had like instead of loungers by the pool it had water beds that you could lay on and we were sun you know we were sun people anyway i remember that but about disneyland when i was eight 
all I remember, I do remember that daddy, while mom was working, daddy took us to Disneyland one day and then to Universal Studios one day. And only things, the only things I remember about Disneyland are the Matterhorn, mm-hmm. the teacups, and I had gotten a, a necklace. I guess my daddy bought it for me. It was a necklace with tink in a cage, like in a cage on oh. the thing. And I, that was my prized possession for like forever. I don't know whatever happened to that thing, but it did remind me. So I guess if you really think about it, even though I knew already that my mom was the first one that introduced me to Disney, she still was because we went there because of mama. But I visited the park with my daddy. And my first time at Walt Disney World, I was 15. It was it was like December 79, so I missed okay. Mike by a few months. Okay. But uh, I went with my mom and my stepdad and my sister, who's three years older than me. And when we first, that was our first time ever flying. We drove to Los Angeles, but it was my first time ever flying when we went to Walt Disney World. And when we got off of the airplane, we, I think we took a taxi to the resort and when we pulled up at the resort it was the contemporary and I had never in my life seen something like that I mean the monorail runs through this I was freaking out I was like mesmerized and at that time you could only ride the monorail to the to the contemporary and to the poly if you were guests of the contemporary and the poly. So we had to wear this lanyard thing that said, you know, it had like we were resort guests. So it was just fancy. I mean, compared to like my life, it was just fancy to have like special transportation in this awesome resort with the monorail running through it. And my sister and I were sun worshipers. I mean, we we grew up at the beach so we were always by the pool and but i remember us hanging by the big huge round pool at the contemporary but also at the magic kingdom when we would visit on those days we would as soon as rope drop hit we ran like with all of our might straight to space mountain Mm -hmm. that was our that was our thing i mean we just loved space mountain and we loved river country I went to River Country when mom took us two years later. We stayed at the Shades of Green because the Shades of Green at that time were, was not a military property. It was it was just a resort there at Disney. And we stayed there. We spent a lot of I went with my friend this time and we stayed a lot of time at River Country because we were teenagers. And by then I was 17 and we we hung by ourselves like a lot and yeah. kind of ate yeah. with mom and Lewis. And it was just awesome. It was just the most. I just loved it. I mean, I that's when I fell in love with it. And it just became part of my heart. And then when in 1991, my son, Johnny, who's the firefighter, he, um, he was six. And I was married to my first husband at the time. And we took Johnny because I could not, I just couldn't wait to share Disney with my kids. So we went, we were six. We didn't have barely any money. We stayed off property, went to the park, and I, I mean, I had this itinerary of everything to do. It was just so much fun. And then uh, in 2000, that's when we started taking, like, Butch and I were married then, and we had Johnny, and then we had Kristen from Butch's marriage, and then we had Joshua together. We all went, and every year from then on, from 2000, every single year, we went at least once a year, and that was our that was our tradition. So I yeah. guess they were kind of born into Disney too, if you want to think about it. Yeah. Um, Cause that is where we spent every vacation. Yeah. And we started going in, in like February because the kids were younger and we'd take them out of school and we'd go in February and then we changed it to where we were going Thanksgiving week. So we spent a lot of Thanksgivings in Walt Disney world. That's awesome. Brenda. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just amazing. The, you know, when we first started taking Sophie, we we didn't have any expectation beyond that first trip of staying at Coronado on property. We had no expectation that we would keep going back year after year after year after year. Yeah. You know, and 
and in fact um one year we went and we made our plans for the next year and then it looked like there was going to be some furloughs and stuff like that and so we thought well you know what the economy's not right we need to cancel and we canceled our trip and that's hard to do yeah but we didn't have a choice um and then it was a case where things started to improve but in we were looking at other options we were thinking well maybe we'll go up to hershey park you know spend some time there but by the time we started looking at the numbers and looking at the cost for hotel and everything yeah the the pricing for hershey park was on par with the pricing to go to disney yeah and i'm like it, it makes we have so much more fun at Disney, so we made the decision to let's let's go to Disney again, and um, great. And it worked out for Sophie that every other year was when we were there for her birthday. Um, sometimes you know we would go like in June, and then the following year maybe like in August, right before school started back up, you know, and so forth. Um, but it was it was just really neat. But um, you know the 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 Disney bug. For Brenda and I, it, you know, we caught it, and and it we used it um, both in our jobs, obviously as travel agents, but we also used it in getting to know other people through our our shared love of Disney, you know. And Brenda and I, before we ever met, we knew each other through Chip and Co, you know, and that's where we knew Ken. That's how we met Ken, you know, and yeah. And Ken he was another was, writer for Chip and Co. Yeah, and he was as big a Disney, he was as big a Disney fan as we were, you know. And he was older than we were, um, but he had such an enthusiasm, and it was just a case where him being part of that, and he wrote about going to Disney as an older adult, as a senior, you know. He he had a segment called Disney for Seniors. And he would talk about the things that he and his wife would do that were geared for people their age. And it was and it just shows it bridges the gap between it's not just for you and your family and your small kids. It's you and your family and your teenage kids and your adult kids and you and your your spouse as you get older. It's not just, you know, for this segment of population, it's it expands generations. Yeah, you Ken know? was well into his 50s before he ever went to Disney for the very first time. Right. And he fell in love. Just he waited for it his whole life, he said. I waited for this my whole life. It was yeah. wonderful. He was a yeah. wonderful person. Oh, absolutely. He was such a good guy. And we would chat and we would just we would just talk about things. And he and I worked on on the weekend review um for Chip and Co. that post that they did and we would just we would just share disney and it, yeah. and you know friendships form out of common bonds and that's that's how it all happened you know it was a friendship born out of a common love for disney and for the man and for the parks that were created out of his visions and things like that and so that's just really neat how how this one person Walt disney yeah created all this and and it's moved on and the legacy of it moving on beyond him and and the people still love it and they still they still do it you know and they still enjoy going and 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 on and on and on so but it's really neat because um you know there's there's the lifelong friendships you know brenda you know, we've we've said it on that podcast before. She's my sister from another mister, and I'm her brother from another mother. That's right. And um, and you know, it's no it's no surprise that Sophie calls her Aunt Brenda. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. uh, it, it just is what it is. And um Sheila, Sheila, when we were going to Disneyland in 2013. Aunt Sheila. Um, Sheila was she and I were writing on another site together and she's and i told them we were going to disneyland she's like hit me up here's my number <laughs> and instantly just the snap of a fingers sophie and jagan met they were we rode mater's um 
What is it called? Oh Mater's my God! Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Yeah. yeah, we rode Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Oh my God, I love that thing. It's so Sophie, fun. Sophie and Jagan <laughs> rode in a car together. Sheila and Randy rode in a car together. Cindy and I rode in a car together. And oh God, Sophie and Jagan were best friends from that moment on. You know. Mm-hmm. And even after we we flew back home, and they're out in California, but we made we made a way for it to work so that the girls could could FaceTime together and they would play their their games on the computers together and just on and oh, on. Oh yeah, that's so cool how they can do that nowadays. So so you know, spanning thousands of miles, but still having the friendships that 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 occur, you know. So that's awesome. And so speaking it, of friendships, I can tell you that as my kids got older, you know, we started also sp- kind of paying forward the Disney sharing the love is what I called it but you know we took uh we took one let's see one one two three four we've we've taken four four kids that are friends of my kids that otherwise would never have gone to Disney right and I know for a fact I know for a fact that one of one of them we, we also took to Disneyland later as an adult, but um, she went with us twice to Disney World and once to Disneyland. And the other three, I know, I know none of them have ever gone to Disney except for when they went with us. So, if they had not gone with us, they would not know know about it. And I hope that they'll take their children when they're, you know, when they're older at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly it. You know, in 2010, we were staying at French Quarter. That was our first trip bringing Stephanie with us. And um, we get to the resort. We're checked in. We didn't really have anything on our plate that that day. And we walk into the lobby and we see the DVC table, right? And they're like, "Hey, would you like to tour?" DVCs and you can tour a DVC room and it will give you fast passes for your trip for your time. And I'm like, okay, we're like, let's do it. Heck yes. You know? So we went yes. and we saw what <laughs> um what a what a DVC room at Animal Kingdom was like, you know. And Cindy and I started talking about it. Stephanie was there, Sophie was there. They took us over to um Saratoga Springs and and they're like we all had ice cream and made Sundays and stuff like that. Um, and then Cindy and I started talking about it and we started thinking about it, you know, for the, num- for the amount that we were, we would be paying and doing all that. We started thinking about the families, you know, um, and we, and we got a good deal and we decided to pull the, pull the trigger on it. So in 2011, we went with, with Cindy's brother Otis and his wife Nancy and um, her mom Sherry and Anna Jane is one of Sophie's cousins and us and Stephanie came along again and and it was a way of bringing people to Disney that you know they probably wouldn't have gone to Disney right if, if we didn't have that opportunity for them to have that place to stay you know right and then um. 2012 we did the same thing with our friends neil and carrie and their two kids and our my friend monica and her daughter you know and so we kept doing that um and that just brought people exposed people to disney that wouldn't have been exposed otherwise and then of course 2013 is when we stayed at grand californian when we met sheila but and it was a wonderful resort. Oh gosh, it was so cool. So nice. Yeah. But then in 2014, we were able to bring um Sheila and Randy and Jagan to stay with us at Bay Lake. And we brought yeah. Leanne and Riley with us. And and we all stayed at Bay Lake Tower, you know? And that's that's when Sophie and Jagan and Riley became best friends. So, that's awesome. So it, and it all happens because of being able to to pay it forward, like you're saying a little bit, and bring people that otherwise maybe not going to be there, you know. So. Yeah. Yep. So it's just really neat that we had that we had that that opportunity to be able to do that. So. Yeah. 
Yep. Very cool. Yeah. And that's and that's what it's about. It's it's about the next generation of being able to bring people. You know, um, one of the things that we're doing, like I said briefly, Sophie and I mentioned, we'll be at Disney December first through the fourth, and we're gonna stay at Riverside. We've never stayed at Riverside before, Brenda. Oh, I'm so excited. I love Riverside. I love having my quiet time out there right by the water. It's just so lush there and just peaceful. It's peaceful. And we are going to the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. First time ever. Awesome. And we're doing the Candlelight Processional. First time ever. Awesome. In my mind, I see us walking around world showcase and listening to every single performance about how they celebrate the, 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 the holidays in each country. I just see myself doing that, you know, um, you can't do that. Yep. You can't do that. I can't, <laughs> I have to, <laughs> I've been checking out all the different times. And you're going to be starting to bring all that stuff into your home every Christmas. You're going to be doing everything for every kind of culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to listen to it at least, but, um, but it was just, it's just like all those things I just oh, see myself doing, you know? So special. And, and, you know, we didn't record last week and we didn't record um, because I got sick and I had a leg infection. Yeah. And um, thankfully it's a lot better now. And Thank it is so God. much better now. But it, it, it just, you know, it got in the way of us being able to record. And so, so that's why we skipped a week, guys. But, um, and when I got out and because I was in the hospital for a few days, um, when I was discharged, I said to Cindy, I said, hey, how about if we call Robin, my sister Robin, and see if she can join us? And so I, I told her, I was like, give me a call. I want to ask you something. I want to run something by you. And I said, you know what? I've been through this mess and it's all better now. And that's that's the blessing. But yeah. We're going December 1st through the 4th, and I want you to come with us because I want to celebrate this with you, you know, joining us. That's wonderful. And and I'm like, you know what? When things happen and something happens and you have to to face, you know, an illness or whatever, you realize really quickly just how important the memories and the time you make right now, how important that is. And I said, I want you to be there with us. You get to our house. I'll take you the rest of the way and then we'll do this. And she's like, she thought about it for about two seconds. First she said, probably. And then she said, no, I'm going. (laughs) Yay, that's fantastic. And it was so exciting. So Robin is going to. She's going to stay with us at Riverside. She's going to go to the Christmas party with us. She's going to go to Epcot with us, and we're just going to blow it up. It's going to be such an incredible trip. I cannot wait, and I That's can't wait going to, to see be wonderful. It her eyes, you know. So wonderful. So I'm so excited. Yep, oh, and we gosh. want we want to take some time too to remember our friend Jennifer Henson, uh, Ginger Henson, who was one of our Pixie friends. Who she left Pixie a while back, but Ginger yeah. was a, very much a Disney girl and just the sweetest thing. And she's passed and left her family now. And we just want we just want them to know if they're listening. We we think about her. We loved her, and we are praying for you guys. Yeah, absolutely sweet lady because very sweet you know all of these things all come because of our love for disney but you also you 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 realize the people that you meet and you realize just how much more complex it's not just oh well brenda all she knows is disney no brenda knows so much more than disney and you learn how deep and how many layers to our onions each of us <laughs> and how many layers we all are you know and yeah. and there's such depth and and we take the time to get to know our friends because we love them you know and you know ginger her family ran a, a like a little um 
mini golf, I think it was. Yeah. You know, and she grew up loving Disney. She grew up loving her husband. Um, they met in, I think, in school. elementary school, I think, or very yeah. like sixth grade or something the first time. Yeah. And her and her kids grew up and have gone through school and just on and on and on. And it's just it's just and she was a teacher, you know, so she taught the next she touched many lives. You know? yeah. uh, so many yeah. lives touched because of Ginger. And um, in fact, um, one of the things that I did before we started is I listed our topic and talked about it in our in some of our groups. And I got a ton of feedback. Is there before I get to the listener feedback, is there anything you, else you guys want to add? No, not that I can think of. No, I'm really excited about the listener feedback because they have yeah. some great touching stories and I loved it. Yeah, they do. And I'm going to start with Pixie Denise. Okay. She's a pixie just like us. And she said that her experience may be adjacent to our topic. She had never experienced a family family vacation as a child. When her youngest was two years old in 2015, they took their first family vacation. Her girls have celiac disease and are on special diets. Her son is hearing impaired. For the first time in my life, we went somewhere, and that was Walt Disney World, and I experienced pure magic and frustration-free vacationing from the magic and ease of getting accommodations for their dietary needs with little effort. From then on, it became our go-to family vacation because once we entered the Disney bubble, we were truly able to relax and spend time together as a family. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah. And then um, Pixie Stephanie, this is my good friend Stephanie Severance, she is the best. <laughs> she said, I think this idea is wonderful. My dad definitely gave me my start. Yeah. We went to Disney every single year if we could. He continued the tradition after her daughter Addie came along. We go every year at Christmas now. We really feel like he is with us when we are there. Now, Ginger, this is Ginger Henson, Ginger absolutely helped me get my start on the TA side of things. Without her, I honestly don't know where I would be in my career. She was the best. For sure. So, and then um, my buddy John, his daughter did dance, did ballet with Sophie. Um, and he said, working at Disney, then meeting my now wife while working there. And now we have a daughter that just loves it as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> See, John and I are kindred spirits when it comes to that, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm going to read one more that I want some of you guys to read a little bit. Okay. Okay. Megan shared a great memory. Her son won the year of a million dreams and they got to stay in Cinderella castle. How awesome is that? Yeah. Oh my, my goodness. Gosh. She, said, she said they were hooked for life. Well, I bet. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, I thought our I thought our year of a million dreams when Cinderella gave the cookie to Sophie that was about as big as <laughs> long or wide or something. Um, I thought that was a priceless memory. And it is a priceless memory. Yeah. But but you know, staying at Cinderella Castle, that's pretty darn impressive too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. So, Sophie, why don't you talk about Sheila and her uncle? Oh, yeah. Aunt this Sheila. Aunt this is, Yeah, I was like, Aunt Sheila, I recognize this. She was sharing about her uncle. She says, my uncle, who took me to the 25th homecoming celebration for friends and family at Disneyland. That's the guy that introduced her to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And Sheila, she has a lot of good stories about Disney. And I don't yeah. understand why Jaken isn't as thrilled about them as I am. But Jaken, she just, mm, she's 
kind of over Disneyland for some reason. Oh well. Okay. And then there's Chrissy. This is Chrissy from Billy's Closet of Magic, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, she shared this with us. I was blessed to be born into the Gen X generation, which is the Disney World Resort creation and opening generation. It's the generation that saw it all happening. She says, yeah, we're old. You're not that old, Chrissy. You look great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. She says, we were the lucky ones that grew up watching all the OG creations with the magical hope and excitement of what is next as legends and stories came to be on screen as art, not the live action remakes. I personally do not mind the live action remakes except a few of them, but most of them are pretty good if you ask me. Every story was fresh and new. Okay, that's fair point. Yeah. We saw the evolution of animation to CGI, so Disney was life to aspire to hopes and dreams and being heroes and fairy tale love ideals for when we came to be adults. So for me, it was life from the start. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then and then my buddy Chandler um, had this to share about our friend who I think Brenda is going to be on the same cruise with. And yeah, he's supposed to name, be on my cruise. His Aww. name is Lou Mangello, and he is the creator of the Walt Disney World radio podcast. And that's actually one of the first podcasts that I started listening to. Me and, too. And in many ways, our podcast um, came about because of the admiration I have for him. So Chandler said, Lou Mangello is the person. I started listening to the WDW radio podcast at episode 10, went immediately back to number one and haven't stopped since. Sure, I liked all things Disney, the movies, the parks, the attractions, but this guy really brought me to a whole new level of enjoyment and excitement. And I and I totally get it. And you know what? Chandler has been listening for so long. They are WDW Radio is at like episode 683 or something like that. That's how long they've been doing the podcast. Awesome. So that's a long time to be listening. Yeah. Um I'm going to talk about Stephanie. This is our Stephanie. So <laughs> she said, my uncle. <laughs> that would be me. Thanks a lot. Thanks sweating a lot. Because <laughs> now with Stephanie, the beauty of it is that Brenda, her kids are like, can we go to Disney? Can we go to Disney? Please, 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 please. Can we go to yeah. Disney? Yeah. <laughs> so, she yeah, gets that question every day, six times a day, I think, at least. <laughs> oh, gosh. Good luck, Stephanie. So, this is so why she, you moved to Florida. Yeah. You can say yes. Brenda, why don't you talk about Pixie Brittany? Sure. Pixie Brittany said that Stephanie's dad, who's her uncle, is also why I have my love of Disney. They took me along on family trips to Disney my whole life. When I decided that I wanted to become a TA, Stephanie was my biggest supporter and helped me get my foot in the door with Pixie. Getting into travel was the best thing I've ever done for myself. I absolutely love my job and my clients. Yeah. Yeah. We just, yeah, we are very blessed to be able to do this, right? Yeah, aren't we, though? And then um, a friend of the podcast, Jen also has a family connection to Walt Disney World. Here's what she said. My parents, they took me to fam they took my family to Walt Disney World in the 80s. We always watched Disney shows and movies and the magic was just entwined into my childhood. As an adult, watching my girls light up on our first trip in 2018 was the light that that had fueled my renewed love and ultimately is what led her to Pixie. Nice. And then lastly, Pixie Stephanie shared her memories and um, her parents took her once when she was about seven, but she's kind of like me. She didn't remember that much about it. Um, so, it, so that trip wasn't as much of an identity um, changing moment for her. 
But um, after years of struggling to have her daughter, she finally got to take her there when she was three and a half years old. And I teared up seeing her face when we walked up to Magic Kingdom. Her eyes literally lit up and it was truly magical. She said her husband even got teary, and he is the least emotional person I know. From then on, we were hooked. And I can just picture it. You know, that's the beauty of all this is that we can picture all of these moments, you know, because of their stories and because of their memories. You know, we can. Well, and because we've lived that same reaction. Those memories. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing how we're able to to just get that connection. So, but yeah, that, that was a great feedback, a lot of great feedback. So thank you everyone. Yes. We love hearing your stories. We love it. We absolutely love hearing them. So that's what makes the podcast so good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, but unless we have any other information to share, I think that wraps up our feature topic. I think it does as well. It was a great one. Yeah, nice to remember all that stuff. Really good. Yeah. All right. Well, then, folks, that takes us to this day in Disney history for October 3rd. So, Sophie, take it away. All right. I'm really, I'm really, really excited about this one. So, this takes place all the way back in the not-so-long-ago year of 1927. <laughs> yes, something that was almost a century ago. Yeah. Time flies, doesn't it? it? Goodness gracious. Wow. All right, century. well. We are old. October 3rd, 1927. The Universal Pictures releases Disney's fifth Oswald the Lucky Rabbit film, The Mechanical Cow, to theaters. Oswald sets up a milk stand with a robot cow who gives milk <laughs> like a gas pump. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oswald yeah. the lucky rabbit. This is pre-Mickey. I know. I know you don't hear me talking about him much, but he deserves a lot of love and attention too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you know what? The whole thing with Universal and getting the rights to Oswald hadn't happened. Mickey Mouse may not exist. So as as bitter as that was for Walt to lose the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, it's what gave him the 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 impetus to create Mickey Mouse. You know? So yeah, people asked him about it after it happened. He's like, "We're he's done. We're 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 out of him, and we're on to Mickey." He was yeah. He was straight focused on not reliving the past over and over again, just moving forward. Yeah. What can you yeah. do? You have to move yeah. forward. You got to move forward. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Just like gotta keep moving the along. You gotta <laughs> keep moving along. Sing it, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, don don don. It's time for stump the soap. <laughs> oh, the soap. you can stump try. <laughs> well, let's see how successful I am. I'm usually not very as always, so I don't. I don't expect to be successful here either. But I have to say, out. this is my favorite part. I love it because I because oh, I also you. don't know. Like, I don't know if the listeners know or not. If this is their first time, they may not know. But Mike has tried to stump the soap by giving her clues on a Disney character forever since since the podcast started. And I also don't know who the character is. And so this is my favorite part because she just kills it. (laughs) Well, don't jinx me. Let's see what we can do. This character is a 13 year old girl. 13, you say? Uh huh. And she adopted her friend when she was eight years old. Mm. And she and her friend are co stars on a hit TV show. 
This is Penny, the girl from Bolt. Yep, you got it. <laughs> See? <laughs> it took a little bit, though, didn't it? It did, because you never hear about 13-year-old girls. The youngest Disney princess is Snow White, and she's 14. And nobody really adopts people when they're eight, so it's got to be a animal of some sort. Yep. See, Very. I thought when, you, when I said 13, I thought the first thing you were going to think of was Riley from Inside Out. Riley's only 12. She's 12? Okay, I didn't know. At but the end anyway, of the movie. Anyway, Penny Very good, is our Sophie. character. Yeah. So, Thank you. Couple, did you know? Penny is the name of the character she plays on Bolt. Her real name is not known. Because she's an actress. Uh huh. And interestingly enough, Miley Cyrus voices Penny in the final version of the film. But another actress was originally cast in the role and even recorded all the lines before Miley Cyrus was brought on. Oh, I don't know I feel, who that character, who that actress was. I feel bad for her. Yeah. Like, imagine putting in all that work and then somebody else do- gets to be in the final product. Yeah. I. It makes you think. And did they at least pay her or compensate oh, yeah. her somehow? They would have. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, that makes it a little bit easier. It's just but interesting like, to me, though, that they changed it, you know? It is. I don't know who it was, and I'm sure it's out there on the internet somewhere. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just thought that was really I didn't know that. That's like Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady, and she worked and worked and worked and worked and worked to get those songs down, and they still dubbed her voice with somebody else. I felt yeah. like that was so unfair. That was oh, very see, I didn't unfair. Know that. I didn't yeah, know that. it was very unfair. But what can you do, you know? So, Penny from Bolt. Yeah. Our character. All right, then. Yay! So proud of you, Sophie, as always. As always. Thank you. All right. Well, that leads us to a little bit of Walt. Well, this is a short but sweet quote, but I have I don't remember ever having read this one before, and I've read a lot of stuff. I, of course, I don't probably remember everything, but I thought it was really cute. The most important thing brought about in the past quarter century of motion picture history is the recognition that amusement, recreation, mass diversion is no longer a dispensable luxury. Family fun is as necessary to modern living as a kitchen refrigerator. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, I love it. That is the perfect quote for this week. I know, Brenda. I love it. Is it is. It's, so, it's such an integral week. part of our lives. Family fun is extremely important. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. We want to facilitate that. Yes, absolutely. And look at look at all of our memories from people's first trips and how they got started with Disney. Yeah. And look at all those memories that they will never ever forget you know? yeah and and just how they introduce their families to disney so yep. yeah absolutely he is well as always is spot on with all his spot quotes. on yeah absolutely right absolutely right well yeah. my friends that wraps us up for this week brenda is leaving us for a couple weeks she is going to new england with her husband and her friend susan and ronnie susan's husband and they are going to check out all the foliage and see all sorts of sites in the new england area so i am so excited for you I Brenda. Too. thank but you she won't be joining us um in our weekly podcasts but she might send us some video maybe yeah maybe and and if you know me and technology hopefully i'll be sending some hey <laughs> don't does, fuss over it yeah if she does then we'll include it in in a little segment in each week's podcast so but um but next week sophie and i are gonna we're gonna keep calm and carry on anyway <laughs> and um but we're gonna try to because we have a very special guest joining us next week yeah. we are being joined by tony award-winning actor 
Ira David Wood III, who is the creator of A Christmas Carol. His daughter is Evan, Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood, Wood, who was in Frozen 2 as the Queen of Arendelle. And his son is Ira David Wood IV, who was, um, who has, who's an actor also and has performed in some of the Christmas Carol stuff that, that, um, that David does locally. And he has agreed to join us next week. Yay! So we are so excited. And I can't I wait to hear it. To see and, and hear from him and talk about the show, talk about family and just have a really good time. So Brenda, and definitely not nervous. No, definitely not nervous. This you, but we are also looking forward to when you get back. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna miss you guys too. But I can't. I just am so excited. I mean, to go whale watching and to, I mean, I've never done a lot of the stuff we're gonna be doing. Yeah. So I'm so excited. I cannot we're wait to hear all too. about it. Can't wait to hear all about it. Thank you. But in the meantime. She's Brenda, that's Sophie, he's Grogu, and I'm Mike, and we will see you on the road. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Have a great week.